Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business culture one conversation at a time. My name is Christy Moore, and I'm joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, whose superpower is to create business cultures that transform organizations team by team. Today, we'll be discussing strategies to stay focused when there's so much to be distracted by. Hope you get value from it. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm great. I, I'm seeing spring and, well, the start of spring. It's a gorgeous day in Melbourne. It's Isn't in it? the mid-20s. Oh, my God. And it's ridiculous. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, because we've had such cold weather. It's and been we so cold. We will go back to cold weather, but that's Melbourne. But I, feel, I always feel a bit more optimistic when we go into spring. isn't it yeah it feels so good that we should just be outside but it's so windy so that's why i didn't take this podcast outside oh gosh our audio would be horrible it would be and um and i do have hay fever so i do tend to have to be careful about that and especially this time of year but it's worth it (laughs) it's worth it for the warm weather Oh, I feel for people with hay fever. Yeah. I hope I never get it. Uh, it's, it sounds so annoying. It. it is. It's really annoying. You don't want it. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. So hello, audience of this podcast. Thank you for sticking around. We haven't recorded together in a pretty long time. It's been mm. a few weeks, I think, since our last uh, recording. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had some things happen personally for me. Um, and also we're also in lockdown as well. Mm. We're in lockdown 6.0 now in Melbourne, 6.0. Victoria. I feel like I'm going to remember our podcast by our lockdown numbers. Exactly. Like yes. 6.0. <laughs> and we were just reminiscing right before this, that we started this podcast a year ago, really. It was around this time, actually. Yes. And I remember that it was, um, one of the first ones I've ever committed and worked on and i made joe like go into a closet i think like because <laughs> yeah, i because I, I, I was like i was like oh i don't really have a soundscape place either because i couldn't go to my bathroom or yeah i was oh do you have a closet so we were both in our closets and then we realized <laughs> if you have a good microphone then you don't need to be you in don't a closet, need the closet. <laughs> yeah but i didn't have a good microphone i think i was just recording off of like earbuds or something because yeah. we were testing it out but that's right yeah but it's cool to see how much it's evolved and you know what we've learned over the year Mm. as well so this month is actually back to are you okay sort of day that's september 9th i think in australia yes i don't know if that's a universal thing the are you okay day i thought it was just in um, australia or melbourne yeah Yes, yeah, so, I'm not sure, Christy. Yeah, that's how we've... So this year and this time, we've got to... Yeah, that's our inspiration, really. And Joe mm-hmm. had suggested being staying focused in a sea of distraction. So are you guys feeling distracted lately? And if you're in lockdown like we are, I'm sure that sitting in and having cabin fever and staring at screens doesn't help at all. That's right. So we're going to try to talk about... Um, 
yeah, what distraction does to our productivity and maybe we're going to talk about some things that we personally are trying to do ourselves so we can get more focused and if it helps you guys, that would be great as well. So there's just a discussion on just making sure that we are aware of not just our mental health, but all holistically, our physical, our spiritual, yeah, every single part of our lives. Absolutely. And, you Mm. know, particularly right now, and this is, you know, globally, there is so much going on, uh, particularly in the negative, in a negative space. So there's a lot of bad news. There are, you know, there's the, um, obviously the continuing pandemic and, uh, but, you know, climate change and, um, and, you know, the really tragic events in Afghanistan. Mm, We've got mm. hurricanes and flooding in the U.S. In this, and um, just people <laughs> experiencing, really, you know, some really yes. massive, um, ex, you know, sort of life-changing situations. I tried not to list that, all the... <laughs> well, I, try, I know, I, I know. I tried not to list know, all just, of it, but... Yeah, exactly. But I, but what the the reason I'm doing that is because if you are feeling distracted right now, there's probably you know there's good reasons why. And and on top of that, you've got um, you've got people working from home still, and even for those in those countries where uh, things are a little bit more open, there are still people really working from home and also um, working differently because of the way in which the pandemic has changed that, has changed our um, tolerance and our, you know, in some ways our fear of, of sort of being in close proximity with others. Um, and and so all of that really overwhelms us and it overwhelms us cognitively. And so I think that's the, that's the reason I really wanted to talk about focus today because how do you get focused in all of that um you know in a normal situation normal environment focus is you know always a challenge um for a lot of people but at the moment i think it's it's more of a challenge Mm. yeah so where should we start today joe where do you want to go from do you want to talk about distraction in our productivity how we get distracted yeah i i think i think you know i think that distraction itself is a really interesting topic because i think we are a a little addicted to distraction actually and and we do this we know that we are because we we all carry devices and we all look at screens and they are pacifiers and there's some recent research that suggests that the average person checks their phone wait for it 200 to 500 times every single day that sounds enormous it's, it's, it's huge it seems like it's too much almost like un unbelievable yes because the numbers seem so huge that's right that's right and so but i think that even if it was half of that that's still a huge number that's a lot of time spent on devices and when i look at for example my niece my niece and nephews i know that they're probably checking their phone more than that because you know they they are constantly on their devices and flicking through you know i see that flick action happening <laughs> a lot so so you know this is the problem i think that we have is that we are surrounded by those kind of you know the technology and devices that will distract us and distract mm. our our um, and what what these devices actually do is they they 
sort of take cognitive residue. So every time you look at uh, email, every time you look at a screen, part of your attention stays there. And you, you kind of get this feeling, and this actually happened to me, it was so scary, Christy. It happened to me, I think it was last year. I was um, getting very addicted to a Netflix series. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good one, but I was so addicted to it to the point where I had to drive to my partner's place and um, we were actually in lockdown at the at that time, but, um, you know, you could, could go to your partner's house. So I was driving to his house and I had my device and I normally don't do this, but there was this part of this episode that I really wanted to catch up on. So I thought I'll just listen to it in the car because I often listen to podcasts in the car. I love, you know, doing that. It's that audio stimulation and I learn a lot. So I, that's my thing. I often listen to podcasts in the car mm, same. Uh, or music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had this, I had the device on and I wasn't planning to look at it while I was driving but for some, you know, obviously, and I should have known better, obviously, the device is there, the video is on, I'm going to be distracted by it. So my eyes went to the device, suddenly, my car was veering off the lane. And you know, when you have the the, the uh, road with the with this sort of median strip in the middle. So I my tire hit the curb. Luckily, it wasn't another car, I would have had a major accident. Wow, my tire yeah, hit the scary. curb. Yeah. Yeah, very scary. My tire hit the curb and then I corrected myself and I took a big chunk out of my tire. But Whoa. but it wasn't worse than that. You know, luckily it could have been a lot worse. And so that is a real example of that attention residue. My attention, firstly I was distracted and then my attention was left on that screen to the point where I didn't have enough attention, enough cognitive attention to say, hey, I'm driving. My eyes yeah, should be right. on the road. Wow. So this is, mm, yeah, it was it was scary, and it really taught me a lesson. And I never look, I never turn on a video in the car anymore now. You know, because a lot of cars have that that functionality where you can actually play a video on your dash. And I'm just, I, I can't do that. So, so the reason why we're distracted is because of this kind of attention that gets left on the things that we look at. And so when you think about that, if you're checking your phone, if you're checking emails, if you're doing all of this, it actually means that your attention is being diluted because it's all being sort of distributed across all those things you're looking at. And of course, you're not going to have enough left to really focus on product, you know, productivity or even creativity. So there's mm. this kind of deletion. And so, so that is actually, that's the problem with distraction. It's, um, it, it takes away, it takes our cognitive ability away, you know, where, uh, to, uh, uh, and it uh, distracts our cognitions to those things that probably matter less in our day. And then we don't have enough left to do the things that matter more in our day. And that, mm. that's the main thing, I think. I think what I'm most dis I'm actually distracted by the show that you were so willing to risk your life for actually <laughs> <laughs> I, you could tell me later if it's an embarrassing show but is it is it like a pretty popular show that you were really into it, it was really popular and um well I don't, actually I don't know if it was popular it was um and you know what it's so weird I can't remember the name of it 
All right. So I guess it wasn't that important now. See how unimportant that was? It took my life over for the weeks that I was watching it, but yeah. it's gone now. I actually yeah, that's true. I can see that I can see the imagery, but I can't remember the name. It's a it's a show on Netflix about um <laughs> some women who um end up in a, in a show and and the show is uh, about women who do kind of professional wrestling. So oh. <laughs> Glow, there you go. Glow, it's come back. Oh, so, I've seen, I, I seen the actual like advert for it. Yeah, but is and it like it has someone with like? Is it about wrestling? I think yeah, it's it was about, about wrestling. Makeup. So it's it, no, it's women who who join a, a TV show, and it's the production of the TV show, and it, and it, it's oh, about all of these women okay. who are kind of a bit untraditional, and some of them are misfits, and how they all band together on this <laughs> show, <laughs> and and it's um, you know, it was great. It actually went, I think it went for two or three seasons, and it was really great. I, I thought it was great content. Uh-huh. But no, Christy, not worth risking your life over. And I, I, I understand. Yes, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's scary, though. But that's yeah. what happens with shows. I hate it when, you know, I get addicted to shows or, yeah. Andrew's really good because he, he knows, like, he doesn't want to be addicted. So he'll say, did you choose a movie or a show? Uh. And if it's a show, he'll say, what is it about? And he'll have to have the details. And then he's like, how long are the episodes? Because he doesn't want to waste time. So he's actually, like, disciplined wow, he's himself. he's very disciplined. Isn't he? So yeah. marrying someone that was totally disciplined and then someone yeah. who likes to, bin- like, who kind of binge watches. I wonder if it happens to a lot of, I'm not really sure. He's a creative person as well. I was going to say, I wonder if it happens to a lot of creative people. Like, we sort of lose track of time. But I think that's silly because he's a designer, so he's creative as well. He just has more discipline. Yeah, I think that there's probably something that he's identified. And and so what... and, And this is the thing. You... You can get back to focus by identifying what are the triggers that distract you. And so what mm. he's very clever, Andrew, my, my <laughs> hat goes off to because what Andrew is doing is saying, I'm going to be triggered by that. I'm actually, I might get addicted to that. Let's just stop it before it happens. Mm. Yeah. So this is the thing. And because and he's, he's, he's very, you know, structured in uh, his time. Yeah, that's and right. He values his time. So, so, but let's go to, let's go to, what do you do? Christy, to kind uh-huh. of get focus in your day? Well, I think this one is I don't do so much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I try not to set myself up for failure because before when I was much younger, I used to have like a whole list of things that I think it would take a week to do, but I expected myself to like accomplish them in a day. Yeah. So obviously, like, I couldn't physically even do all of those things. So it's like I've set myself up for failure already because I've been unrealistic about how yes. long things take. Yeah. So now I just work around what I what I value if and this is not going to be perfect. I think it depends on what seasons in life as well cuz sometimes mm. like you know, our seasons in life, whether it's work or family or they're just different parts of our lives and in different seasons where one will take more time and more energy than the other. Yes. And so I just uh, am flexible as well. Like, so just recently, obviously, we had like um, some family things going on, Mm. unfortunately, you know, and it was quite a 
yeah, bad crisis in terms of, yeah, like we lost my mother-in-law. Mm. So, I mean, that took a lot more time than a regular um, schedule because yes. there was hospitals, there was uh, unfortunately funeral yeah. and services that had to go along with that in the pandemic. So we had to like, I ju- we just had to adjust accordingly. So we just took time off of everything and we just focused all our energy on that. So, because we just didn't know if we were going to be like emotionally okay because sometimes you you feel fine because I felt okay throughout the whole thing but I just know that sometimes like if it's if I've put too much on my plate I could just really I might break down or something in a meeting or meet someone or have you know I might be in a professional situation it might be so much stress and Mm. I might break down or you know and it'd be very embarrassing because it's like oh I should have just taken time off instead of putting myself in a situation (laughs) where I would like have a breakdown so I'm just knowing all those things yeah that's how I get my focus is try to like if health is important then what do I do you know does it mean meal prepping if doesn't mean taking a walk going outside for 20 minutes doesn't mean stretching mm-hmm. um if work is important or if creating is important for me then it's like do i schedule a time where i'm off my devices so if it depends on what sort of creative i'm doing because sometimes it does require devices like writing yes, of course yes yeah like i used to write manually but mm-hmm. now i do a lot of typing so that's also a little bit of a yeah I I don't want things to come so I'm probably logged off of all of my I guess socials in that time if I'm writing I'm just have like that the word document I so I don't have other um tabs open Mm. even either so what you're doing let me Mm. let me just kind of summarize what you're doing is you're planning um planning your your day or week or whatever you do around Mm. the things that are important around the things that you value Mm. and you're but you're very realistic you're you're thinking about the things that you can do and then you're also perhaps I think you're quite self-aware about how your emotions and how your situation and how your environment can affect you and you allow that in your in your kind of planning so and i really love that that's that's kind of level of self-awareness is important because you know you you're kind of adjusting and flexible with what you what your goals are depending on what's going on and of course you know i think that that actually really helps you but then what you're doing is you're also creating a focus bubble so when you turn off all your socials to do writing you're actually saying, I've got to get this done. This is important. So everything else, all the things that will distract me, I'm just going to turn them off. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that. And and so that's that's fantastic. I think that's a really good strategy because it's um, a lot of people, um, you know, that planning is important. And then, but, but you're also then um, making sure that you'll succeed by having that strategy of creating that, that focus bubble. And you probably do that every time you write. Um, Hmm. And the other thing is, I think, you know, in terms of your goals, I I would also recommend that when people set goals, they're also looking at the longer sort of um, longer term vision Hmm. of what that goal's about. So the why, you know, why is it important for you to 
you know, plan your day around those things that you value, what is that about? And you, I think you've got that longer term approach when you think about your health because you know in the long term your health mm. is important and it enables you to have the life that you want and be happy and, you know, fulfilled and all of that. But, mm. but I think sometimes we set goals and, um, you know, you and I were talking about how we can get distracted by what other people are doing sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of look to someone else and they go, mm-hmm. they're doing A, B and C. I should be doing that too. And there's lots of shoulds, in, you know, that go on in that in that kind of thinking. And But that's actually, if it's not related to your longer-term vision, then it's not going to be right for you. You know, what is what is it that you're trying to achieve? And, and I also, I think even thinking about that longer-term vision and really crystallising that is, is really important. Mm. Yeah, and when I think about, like, right now and, like, this focus and things like that, it also requires us to, I guess, have a social network as well, which is our next point, mm. is that, yes, these are important, but it's, like, when we look at other things in our lives... Um, no matter how introverted somebody is, I think like everyone needs some sort of social communication with others. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think at this time it's really difficult because I think everybody has the fatigue of screens. Like yes, I feel I fatigue. Like I hate like going on a Zoom. Like last yeah. night we were catching up with friends and um, one of them actually she's a teacher, like a music teacher, and she has such yes. a tough job because she has student after student on the screen mm-hmm. and she basically has to evaluate them like but she can't really take her eyes off the screen. Right. Almost because yeah. she's yeah. a she does piano Mm -mm. so it's like and she's also part of um like it's a private school system but it's nevertheless it's an institution so she's required to fulfill certain students in whatever time she has yeah and she's just really shattered she said she just feels absolutely exhausted Mm -hmm. so I was thinking about her today as well and I just thought like and she has a great family life and things but she just is not able to like if someone wants to catch up with her on zoom like even yesterday I'm sure she was so tired and she still came on to the zoom call like she probably was over the screens you know yes yes yeah Yeah. but but I think I think that's important to maintain those social, um, you know, to kind of also put that into your. Um, so so we're talking about you know we're talking about planning, we're talking mm-hmm. about setting goals, and then we're talking about creating focus bubbles, and then the other idea is to make sure that you're you've got time in that in that you know in that week where you're just focusing on your relationships and your 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 inter you know interrelationships so so and you can do that in a way again where you avoid the distractions so you know and I agree with you catching up on zooms and things like that is I think at the beginning was quite a novelty and we've all got a little bit of fatigue around that but but you can still get on the phone you can still um you know kind of and if you're not in lockdown you can catch up but it's actually about just focusing on the the heart when you're there you know not mm. the not overwhelming yourself with that kind of you know with sort of you know anything to do with any cognition it's just focusing on the heart getting that getting those like 
even those virtual hugs, talking mm. to people about how they are and that small conversation that actually helps us feel connected and really feeling more curious about each other. So I think that's really important. And, mm. and then also being able to say to someone, hey, you know, that was a great conversation. I'm going to go back because I've got to focus on something now. And being clear about your expectations, about when you're focusing on the on your task and when you're okay to have that chit-chat and have that, you know, kind mm. of social time. Because I think people often get distracted in workplaces too, in open plan workplaces they get distracted or perhaps they don't think they can work in an open plan. And, mm. and the reason why that happens is because they... They aren't um, thinking about the the day in that structured way. They're not thinking about okay, we, I'm going to be having a having a chat now, and now I'm going to go back to work. So so there's a there there's a you've got to set that expectation for people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the same expectation when you've got a boss, for example, who's saying, "Did you check that email?" and and it's okay to say, "No, I don't check emails all day because that." that deletes my ability to, um, you know, focus on the work I need to do or, or, or it deletes my ability to, to be productive. And you can absolutely just check emails, you know, twice a day when it's, you know, appropriate or whatever, or even once a day. You've got to set that expectation. So so that's really important, really, really important. And, and, and you know, that fourth, the, the next point that, that I wanted to talk about is rewarding yourself. So... Uh, and I did this the other day with my nephew who was helping my um, my sister homeschool. And, you know, kids are, you know, fantastic at getting distracted. And he had to do a maths <laughs> task. Mm. And he was so, you know, he was just looking everywhere else. And, you know, he didn't have his device <laughs> with him because I, could, I didn't let, allow that. But he was looking everywhere else. And I said to him, I, I, I set up a reward structure for him. I said, I said, you just do 10 minutes. And then we'll have a little bit of playtime. And he went, okay. And then he did actually about 15 minutes. He finished it. And then we mm. had the playtime. Because the thing is, it's setting up a reward. And it doesn't just work for kids. I, I actually do this a lot myself. I actually say, I'm just going to sit, especially for those tasks, like you said, Christy, that are a little bit where you think you... You know, it's going to be a hard thing to do or it's a bit difficult or it's a task you hate doing. I often trick myself and I'll go, I'll just sit down for 10 minutes. Mm. And then what actually happens is you get in that flow of that task um, or you don't and you just do your 10 minutes and you do something else to reward yourself. But make sure you come back. (laughs) Don't just sit in the reward space. You come back and you say, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do another 10 minutes. So... So it's it, that reward, setting up reward for focused time is really important. Um, <laughs> so for, uh, for some of us that are less disciplined and like if we wanted to hang out in the reward space, yeah. I'm just curious. Um, so, but see, that's not going to be fulfilling for us at the end. Like yes. at the end of the day, I know that if I was, if I continued in the reward space, I would feel not very like I've done justice in the day but how do we go from that where we some you know some of us maybe like we give up like even though we're working we might not be giving up giving our all into the work because we're just sort of like oh well you know 
I, I'm in the reward space now, and I just kind of want to relax. Stay there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how so, do do you have any ideas of how I we do. can like? Yeah, I do because I I actually think that it's okay to give yourself a break sometimes, and sometimes the day like like I have days like this where I go, I just you know, I'm finding it really hard to focus today. I'm just finding it hard. I'm either tired or I'm distracted with something and I'm just finding it hard. And no matter what I try to do, I'm just not maintaining my focus bubbles. But what I do is I I actually plan um, on a kind of quarterly level. I plan on a monthly level and they're my longer term goals. So I have that. I have that in my, in you know, visually. But then every day... And every week I set up a plan and then every day I plan. But what I do is I don't write a to-do list. I actually put chunks of time in my diary. So that way I'm actually making sure I'm being realistic. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to work on this for, you know, two hours or I'm going to work on this for one hour. I'm going to call that person. I put those things in. I'm going to follow up with that person. I'm going to use this time for networking I'm going to you know and so I do that so my diary is like a kaleidoscope of colors because I've got appointments in there but I've also got I add the times when I'm going to need to do focused work so if my day doesn't go to plan today and I didn't get that done today I actually make sure I move that that's my discipline I move that to another day in this week when I'm going to get that done because if I can't do that, then it has, and you know, if it has to be done today, then I've got to pull myself out of that reward bucket and, you know, put myself back into my focus bubble. But if I could, you know, most of the time you stay in the reward space because you perhaps have a feeling that something can wait until tomorrow. But in, but, but to make sure that you get that done, to make sure that you are being really, um, you know, you're really on point in terms of the goals you're setting yourself, then I make sure that I move it to another day in the week. If if this the task is unimportant enough to be moved, then I shouldn't have had it in that day anyway. Mm. I can delegate that, for example. Or it might if it's really something I can do next week or the week after, then then it shouldn't have been in in the the my calendar for this week. Mm-hmm. So, so there is. There, I I always do this assessment about the importance of things and when I'm going to get those things done if they're truly important. And sometimes that happens. You know, I drop things off. Maybe I didn't get that done today, and then I assess it. I go back to my longer term goal. Why am I really focusing on? Is this really important right now? Um, and and particularly when other things come up across the top, you know, there might be other things happening that that take precedent. I go okay. I'm going to leave that. And what I also do is I use a, a Kanban wall. Some of some of the listeners might not know what that is, but that's just basically a list. I do I use a digital list, but that's a list where you have columns on backlog. They're the things I'd like to get to, but I'm not going to get to in the near future. The things I'm doing now and the things that are done. And what I do is if there's something in my calendar, I, I really didn't focus on it. Um, I stayed in my leisure zone or my reward zone. I'm not not getting that done. Then if I assess that really maybe that's that's not something I need to prioritize now, I either delegate it or I put it back into my backlog so that I don't forget about it. It was it might be important for later, 
but right now not important so my my it's i don't have a to-do list i have a backlog and Mm. and sometimes i go back to that backlog from time to time and i delete things because some of those things will never get done right i feel like this is harder to do um when people are actually working like on a schedule base to uh, for someone else Mm. i feel like what we're talking about is for more for entrepreneurships um people who have a little bit more autonomy in their schedule but i understand also that yeah most people can't actually stay in the reward zone because they actually have to um show their work yeah yeah. basically by that day but even even when people are have scheduled work that procrastination is something that then leads to distraction so mm-hmm. so in that space i do there is something that might work there christine you're right to that point because um, some people who don't have flexibility of their own schedule um, what they might want to try is this idea that psychologists call surfing the urge so to, to and we go back to the wonderful Andrew and what he does. He <laughs> makes a choice to watch a movie and not a series because he's controlling inner triggers. So what that is, is like we have, we if you know yourself and you know that if I start a series and it has three seasons, I'm the kind of person that has to watch those three seasons in a week. Right. If you know that that'll trigger you. <laughs> yeah and distract you or if you're the kind of person that gets on facebook and you know that you're going to be there for an hour because you know that's that's a trigger for you then what you need to do is um give yourself a buffer so if you feel distracted and you go i really want to go on facebook just give yourself 10 minutes say okay i will i'm just going to give myself 10 minutes if i still want to go on facebook in 10 minutes then i'll do it Ah, so to schedule it like in 10 minutes, I can go on Facebook. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying, no, this is not about setting rewards after focus work. This is about delaying the trigger. Mm-hmm. So what you say to yourself is you're surfing the urge because distraction is sometimes we, we distract it and it's the limbic brain that that comes from. It's You're not thinking necessarily with that kind of frontal um, part of the, the, the front part of your brain that is rationality. That's where rationality comes from. Often you you are distracted because you're bored, you're, the, the task in front of you is something that you think is difficult, um, you're maybe feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And so you're going to distractions as a pacifier. What I'm saying is recognize that, recognize, say, oh, I've got this urge to do this. It's the same as when people are trying to give up smoking or when they're trying to change their diet they have urges Mm -hmm, recognize mm it acknowledge it i have this urge to do this now i'm just going to wait 10 minutes and what you find is after 10 minutes the urge goes away ah i see what you're saying yeah so give ourselves that yeah give yourself a buffer Uh give Uh yourself a buffer so it's like if you're craving something, like craving That's a do- right. donut or something, you can wait and then 10 minutes at least. <laughs> yes. And if you still want it, then you can go and get it and not, yeah, yeah. I see the, what you're the saying. The distractions yeah. we, f- we, we create in our lives around technology are the same as the, they're the same triggers as what, for, for example, triggers, um, you know, kind of risk behavior or, or, or 
or triggers, you know, eating maybe something that that you regret later, all of those kind of things. <laughs> right. It's the same it's the same cognitive process. So if you delay that behavior, you're more likely to then kind of because what happens is you delay that behavior, you tend to do something else and then you get into the flow of what you're doing and and you you delay the urge. And so then, and then you're, you can then think more rationally because often, you know, and look, I do this too, you know, often you're in a fog, you go onto, you go onto your device as a habit. It's not something that you don't maybe feel the urge. It's more like it's a habit and you check it. So if you're really feeling like you need to focus, then, you know, make different make different decisions around those habits so as you see yourself you know going to your phone you kind of it's almost like having a little bit of self-awareness around that say hang on a minute i'm in i'm in distraction land now uh i'll come let i'll give myself 10 minutes so even if you go and you open up the email or you open up the you know app or you open up your gaming app or you open up your facebook app if you can stop yourself from actually diving in Stop yourself from diving in. Go, I'll come back in 10 minutes. So all you have to say to yourself. I'll come back in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a circuit breaker for you. For people who happen. are more like um, needing, t- feeling the immediate urge, like if they got a text or an email or something from their boss in a work situation, I'm saying, mm. and... Um, they just feel like they need to respond right away and maybe their relationship with their boss is like that where they are required to respond mm-hmm. like ASAP. Um, how how do you think this is just out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not saying yeah, thank heavens you're not like that. Um, <laughs> you don't expect me to respond to ASAP, but um, <clears throat> I do respond all right, but it's not ASAP, I think. No. But um yeah, but for people who are like in that sort of dynamic at their work, how could you yeah advise them in mm. another way? I, I think that people need to talk about productivity a lot more than they do. Teams need to talk about productivity a lot more than they do because these habits become ways of working that then become default and people stop to really understand why they're doing something. So if you have the kind of job where you you have to respond ASAP and it's part of the work and it's really impacting the work if you don't respond ASAP I get it that's 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 fine but like if your nature. job the nature of the job but mm. if your job is is a job where really if you didn't respond ASAP you don't you wouldn't stop a workflow you wouldn't be you know stopping anything from you know from happening at work um you know, people can still continue to do the work, the team can still function without you responding ASAP, then you have to have a conversation about people's expectations around Mm. that. And there might be, this is what I always do. I always say to people, if you need me ASAP, give me a call. Right. Because I'm not going to be checking my SMS. I'm not going to be on on my device when I'm focusing on work. So I I set that expectation. And then if I see a call coming in, I know okay, it's important enough. They need me they need me right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or some teams might say, you know, we if we uh we if we send um uh, an SMS, we, that's urgent, but if we call it's not urgent. Whatever that is. Whatever that is that that kind of helps 
um, you and your boss or you and your team to to kind of have communication rules in a way it's kind of norms around how you communicate urgency and how you communicate the rest yeah yeah i used to have i used to have a boss who used to text all of us like 20 times a day um and if and he would come to he would sit at his desk and he it was an open concept desk and he would come up to us if we didn't respond so we could never get anything done yes and this is just the way he functioned and nobody had ever and i think this is the thing is if are you know if listeners are in a situation where i think like there were all these people who had worked with this person for like more than a year two years whatever um i worked with them for maybe a few months because i just couldn't even that was too long for me i just couldn't (laughs) like i was like i can't live like this basically because we're because we're not doing anything that's um related to our work Mm. but we're supposed to be doing our work anyways but we couldn't do anything related to our work because day in day out it was like that so i guess like i had to make a choice like oh well i can't see myself in the next three months or the next day even i it's like i don't even know why i um was able to hold it out for so long but like yeah like my friend she was there for five years and i was quite shocked because she just basically dealt with this and she Mm -mm. would do extra work like outside to catch up there you go and and Mm. why i mean why allow that so often we think that this is just the way things are done but Mm. if you keep asking why and you know as a as a team um I'm, I'm sure that the team would have really valued a different way of doing things. And all someone had to say was, hey, you know, boss, whatever your name is, could we have a chat about productivity? Because we, we've got some ideas of how to increase our productivity. Mm. I mean, which boss in their right mind is going to say, no, I don't want to hear that? Well, I think this person actually had a lot of mental health issues. Okay. So then um, there's variations. <laughs> yes, because he didn't want to hear it. Yeah. But, but, so, and, and you were yeah. right to leave that workplace. But in normal circumstances, yes. most – see, this is the thing. You're talking about a bit of a variation here. But a lot of Definitely. people will, will, in a normal circumstance, will also put up with the things that are really um, – you know, diluting their ability to be pro- productive just because they're not raising it. They're not mm. raising concerns. So and and they might complain to each other, but they're right. not raising it with the person who's actually, you know, kind of doing this behaviour. And that that's that's our responsibility. I mean, yeah. it's not just the leader's responsibility. Yeah. We need, we need to be constantly looking at how we can improve what we're doing, but also how we as a team can improve. And so that's everybody's job. Mm, yeah. So we're going to wrap up here today, everybody. But hopefully you got something out of this. And if you are a distracted person in general, or if there is a specific thing that you're being distracted by, we'd love to hear it. Please email us at justine at geared and I, yeah, I hope that you guys have a good week. And if you're in Melbourne and lockdown, yeah, stay strong, stay well, take stay time focused. out. <laughs> <laughs> stay focused, yes. But email us with your questions or your comments, or if you just want to share a story, we could definitely um, share without revealing who you are. Yes. And yeah, we'd love to hear. We'd love 
to get more audience interaction, that's for sure. And let us know what other topics you want to hear this month in terms of staying focused or in terms of wellness even. So, yeah. Take care, everybody, and speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.